Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and Apple listeners. Please rate, subscribe, and write a review. I am Sean Allen here with my boy, my friend, Josh. Pinkay. Pinkay? Yeah. I've never known how to say your last name. Well, there's two ways you could say it. Um, in Spanish, people would read it and say Pinkay. But okay. it, I guess for English, I, I just say Pinkay. That's kind of how I grew up. K. Yeah. Okay. It rhymes with okay. Pink K. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it the way it's spelled, it's you know pink and then a y, so it looks very close to Pinky. And right. growing up in like high school and like middle school, that was my nickname, Pinky. I never would have known that that was Spanish, though. Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out where it's from. <laughs> um, it's my grandfather's last name. He's from Costa Rica, but um, his lineage. I, it, it gets a little lost. It gets a little muddy. Okay. So I have to dig. Pinky though, I'm a I'm gonna put that in the description of this episode. Josh Pinky. <laughs> yes. AKA Pinky. <laughs> there you go. No nah, man, but yeah, we're here today to celebrate you and this new venture you have going on. I've known you for some years. I've known you always to be in the media space, but this thing with Obvious Magazine. What what is actually going on with this? Okay, so um, Obvious Magazine has been around for 13 years. We've been in 13 years of publication, and it is primarily a fashion and lifestyle magazine. Um, I'm the senior editor, but for the first time ever this year, we're releasing a music issue. Oh, wow. An issue completely dedicated to the music industry, and I'm doing a takeover as editor-in-chief for that specific issue. So this Ah. is the first time a music issue, and the first time we do an editor-in-chief takeover. Okay, yeah. so is this like a hostile takeover, like how TLC did? <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing of the sort. It was a, it was a collaborative effort uh, or a collaborative decision between the current editor in chief, Jerris uh, Madison, um, and then our fashion director Bryant, um, who we all had a conversation and just given the direction, um, they kind of nominated me. They're like, "There's, there's going to be a new, uh, a new breath." with this issue right. and so they wanted to change the voice a little um, okay. and so they kind of nominated me to do it and i said absolutely i i think this is an amazing opportunity and I, i'd love to 
be able to to take that and kind of make it my baby. Well, yeah, you're a media person. Like I said, you've always I've always known you to be in the industry. But tell us more about like Obvious Magazine. What the hell is that? I know what it is, but the listeners may not know. So, yeah, like I like I mentioned, it's a fashion and lifestyle magazine and um it's and how long you've been with them so i've been with them for about three and a half years i came on as senior editor um but i've known the founder jerris i've known him for a long time i, I think like 10 years 10 oh, plus wow. years and um i've always admired his work and i had always admired the the magazine um he and i just kind of maintained a good um rapport um and he had seen me writing for other outlets um, over t- over the years, and just an opportunity came for me to kind of come on board. You know, he knew that I was here in L.A. He had relocated to L.A., um, and just given our, our vibe and our synergy, he, he asked me to take on this role, and I said, absolutely. Um, I wanted to bring different angles to the magazine that they hadn't seen before. I think there was a, a human interest angle um, right. that wasn't there that I really wanted to bring. And I definitely feel like I've brought that. I created the Visionaries series through Obvious Magazine, which launched this past year in 2020, okay. which basically it's um, it was my Visionaries to watch list. It was a, a list that I curated over the year. Throughout, I mean, uh, over the year to to highlight 20 visionaries across right. multiple industries. That was I that feel- on there? Uh, you were not on there. <laughs> Have your publicist reached out to me? <laughs> but basically, I, I wanted to highlight individuals who are doing or creating some form of impact um, in their industry. I don't care if you know you're talented. How are you using your talent to impact right. the community? And so that's really what what that list was created for. And now it's going to be an annual thing. Um, so I'm okay. really I'm really excited. Um, Looking for that. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So last year's list was dope. I'm looking forward to this year's list. Um, that'll come out in the fall. Right. Um, and and th- this this list is something you created that you brought to Obvious Magazine. Correct. Oh, wow. Correct. Yes. That's dope. Correct. Yeah. We were playing around with some themes for a specific issue. And um, I said, I really want to craft a list of some dynamic people. Right. You know, people that... that you know, you can draw inspiration from, and I, I really think that I have the resources and the eye to to seek those people out. Right. And I did, and I was very, very happy with, with our first list. So I'm looking forward to the future lists that we do. I, I basically wanted to to go up to par with, like, you know, Forbes 40 Under 40 or Time right. Magazine's Optimist of the Year or something like that. It's something for us, like something for, you know, our peers, you know what I mean? Because Absolutely. You look at Forbes, we don't know those people. Well, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's unrealistic. Yeah. So. And, and I, going back to just obvious and, I mean, obvious is black owned. It's queer owned. Okay. Um, black and queer owned and operated. Um, and, you know, we're also self-funded. We, we put in the work for our audience. And I really think it's important to get to highlight not just you know, celebrities and these fashion types and all that, but you, you got to right. highlight the, the hometown heroes, the people right. that are doing something. And, and, and so that younger audiences can see reflections of themselves. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's, you know, you putting in the work to recognize your peers in your community back to what you were saying about, you know, 
doing what you do with your platform. You know, you with your platform and your reach at Obvious Magazine, you have taken the time to create this list to recognize and honor, you know, the people around us. So shout out to you for that. Shout out to Obvious Magazine for seeing the talent in you and allowing you to, you know, carry the magazine, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm You're helping. I'm absolutely helping. It's a team effort. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm grateful that they give me the space to do that. You know, they give me the space to kind of use my, my creative, I don't know, my creative efforts to, to put out what I want to put out and hopefully it it influences people in a positive way. It definitely is. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Look at you. You did the, with the new position, you obviously are doing the work and doing a great job there. Yeah. So shout out to that. Now, give us like inside of your background. How did you get to Obvious Magazine, or like what was the the work you've done in the industry? Because you've been doing this for this media thing for a while. Tell us like a step by not a step by step, but kind of walk us on that journey that placed you here today. Yeah. So um, professionally, you can kind of split my life up in two. So I'm a publicist. So I work on the PR, media, marketing, branding side of things for a variety of businesses. Um, And then I've got my my editorial side of of life. So I started writing here in L.A. Um, I was an associate editor for the L.A. Fashion Magazine for some time. And I specifically was covering the various L.A. Fashion Weeks here. Um, and then I would report on um, International Fashion Weeks as well. Right. Um, but for L.A. audiences. And then um, the teams kind of switched up over there and I ended up leaving. And my editor in chief from that magazine left, broke off and started his own magazine. He started SoCal Mag. Okay. And so um, he and I always had a great relationship. And he was like, hey, I'm doing my own thing here. I'd love to have you come on as a writer here. You can write about whatever you want. I'll give you the liberties to do as long as it relates to Southern California culture. And I was like, absolutely. You know, and um, through that platform, I kind of found a a niche for myself. And I was primarily focusing on um, food, wine and festivals. Okay. So I would do a lot of restaurant reviews in Southern California um, and I kind of I gained a little bit of notoriety for it. Like I, rest- thought, I thought you were about to say I gained a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. But um, restaurants were catching on. Like they they would pay attention to my stories, and I I would get invited to come write about food. And I was like, wow, did I turn into a food critic? Not even realize that that yeah. that was going to happen. <laughs> um, and I've I've gotten the opportunity to dine at some some amazing places and and meet some incredible chefs and experience um, a variety of food festivals and things like like that and and write about them which has been really exciting right um jaris over at obvious like i said we've known each other for a long time most of our relationship was social media related um but he he was always paying attention to what i was doing and so um one time our paths crossed here in la i think we were at an event and we were chatting and he was like, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I'm paying attention to you, Joshua. Right. And I really like how you're moving in this city. You know, you're definitely you. You know how to work a room. You know how to meet people. You're kind. Um, and he's like, I think I, I could utilize that at right. obvious if you know, if you're interested, if you want to collaborate. Um, and that's kind of how the relationship started. Right. I, I 
kind of contributed for a little while, just a couple of stories here and there until it got to a point where um, Jarris just asked me, he was like, you know, I want to create a position. I want to create a senior editor position. And I wonder if you'd, you'd be interested in it. Um, to which I was like, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you wasn't being shady and you didn't have a bad reputation. So being a good person, being a reliable person, especially here in Hollywood, got you the position you got now. So you don't really know who's watching you, who has an opportunity for you to flourish. And yeah, you, you don't know. That's a and lesson. I, I, I think for me, personality wise, like I, I do strive to be kind. I do strive to, to leave right. an impression of, of someone who who you can relate to that you can talk to. Right. Um, and it's definitely served me over the years. I think the relationships that I've acquired and the network that I've, I've created has come from how I treat people. Right. And the work, you know, the work obviously that you've done outside of obvious magazine, you know, has obviously been good and reputable. And here we are. So I'm about to put out an uh, album in November, around my birthday. Oh, okay. So I expect to be on a cover. Bam. <laughs> I'm joking. On, I'm joking. Somebody <laughs> told me today, they was like, can you sing? I'm like, no, why? They're like, because your voice is so deep. I'm like, I could do a little note or something, but how much are you trying to give me? I could sing. That part. <laughs> I'm joking. I want to go to the listening party. What about the PR stuff, though? Like, let's get into that, because I might need some of those services. Okay, so PR, and for those who don't know, so PR is short for public relations um and if you work in public relations you're usually called a publicist um and so the way i define it is um i'm a bridge builder right um i'm a connector and to me um publicity is is the business of connecting it's it's the business of meeting someone or or coming across a a product or something and, and understanding how this can be how you can deliver a specific message to this audience. Right. Um, and so you're that median between your clients and the media. Right. So if, if I have a client that needs to be on the news or in a specific magazine or on a podcast, um, I'm usually the one who does the digging to right. make that happen. Right. Um, PR, the concepts are pretty much the same across multiple industries. You just kind of got to dive yourself into the industry. But in my experience, um, it's been really unique because I think I've done everything. I mean, I've done PR for entertainment, cannabis, wellness, uh, jewelry, tech events, everything. So not just nonprofit, not just Hollywood. Yeah, no, not just Hollywood. And and let me, as an insider, like, you know, when it comes to the entertainment side, like they usually like to, my entertainment clients typically have usually liked to, to pay the least and demand the most. Wow, yeah. It's so stressful. And I tell a lot of people this too, because you know, you guys, listeners know what I do and my stories and my experiences. It's always the team of the celebrity, not the actual celebrity. Yeah. It's always the people around them. Mm-hmm. That's like the yes. assholes and yeah. doing the most. I have a story. I mean, I won't call nobody out, but there was an artist that I was working with and the artist was great. I I loved them. They were right. they were such a delight to work with. But their manager, oh my goodness, very different story. And I think they were trying. The manager was trying to like like 
pumped me for for all these different assets and his retainer was not covering <laughs> was not covering what he was asking for so it was just it was like i was so funny how he's paying me close to nothing yet out of all my clients he's the most stressful because they're demanding the right most. right yeah wow crazy Kim, who was that artist um i will not say <laughs> but the artist Again, I ain't nothing against artists. It's, a, it was, it was it's an artist still out here. It was management. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, they were an, they were an emerging artist, so okay. I, I'm not really sure where their career went. I kind right. of parted ways. I mean, that was a few years ago, but you know, I, I wish that artist well, and hopefully, he found better management. So you've been in L.A. for a while. How long have you been? Um, I mean, this past January, eleven years. Wow. I've been in L.A. So you've seen a lot change over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Even in my own neighborhood. And I live in North Hollywood and I've seen kind of that kind of come up the way that it has. But yes. Like, so what has within the industry, what have you seen change professionally, though, like in your field, in your. So, you know what? It's funny because I jumped from one world to the other. Like I moved out here for fashion. Right. I I got my fashion marketing degree. Oh, wow. Um, I was here. No, I went to the Art Institute, the now uh, non-existent Art <laughs> Institute. But um, I was working in that business for 10 years. I had my right. own shoe line. I had my own shop on oh, Melrose. Wow. Um, I held a lot of different hats. Oh, so you've been around the block. Yeah, I was a buyer. <laughs> I did trade show operations at trade shows all around the world. You know, I was conducting business and selling to, to businesses. Right. Um, the company I worked for it was a Japanese holding company, and I ran the U.S. operation. So through that business, I I had the opportunity to kind of do it all. Wow. Um, I, at one point, I was a fashion editor. I've styled. I don't call myself a stylist by no means, but I have had I, I have published credits. Right. And I just felt like I did every possible role that I could have ever wanted to do in the fashion industry. Um, even when it came to fashion shows, I remember first moving to L.A. and just being very green eyed and with the fashion shows that would happen here with their quote fashion week because it's like basically a fashion month here in la um i remember thinking wow this is so fascinating it was great and i just saw a shift i saw a shift in relevance to me right um and me not being as passionate about it because i personally wasn't creating the type of waves or impact that i wanted to create and i still didn't even know how to define that at the time right um but when uh my business closed, my shoe business closed, um, the company I was with, they ran into some legal issues and um, basically they had to close the business and I liquidated the assets. It it felt very um, finite for me. Like it felt like I, it felt complete. Right. Like I had come full circle and I was satisfied next with chapter. what I had contributed. And so, yes, it was complete next chapter. I, I wanted to completely break right. apart from fashion and that's how I kind of got into PR. You know, oh, I wow. realized that I had always been a connector. I had always been that type of person. I just didn't know it was a business. It was like a hustle. You had that. Yeah. That's hustling. Mm-hmm. PR, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it brought you to Obvious Magazine and where you are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. What do you expect to come out of this? Like, what do you want to see with you being the... Editor-in-chief for the music issue? <laughs> um, I want, for one, the magazine itself to elevate to new audiences. Right. Um, we have some extremely exciting things happening, um, especially for our cover stars. I can't say who they are, okay. but um, it's it's something we have never done before. 
Um, also, the voices. I, I, I had the liberty to bring on new contributors to this issue. Oh, wow. And so... I, I wanted new voices there, right. right? And so that's also several new sets of eyes because obviously they're going to tell their supporters and their family and their right, friends. Right. And that's what I want. Yeah. You know, I, I want I want Obvious to become the type of magazine that, you know, it's a household name. Um, yes, we've had our supporters and followers over the years, but I want to elevate that too. Um, and I want I want our magazine to be seen as 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 the type of magazine that puts that puts people on. That's what's up. Obvious magazine is—is is it a digital magazine only? So or? it's it's both. Okay. So you can so it's a bi-monthly, and uh-huh. you can buy a digital version, or you can buy print. But we're uh, print to order, so we didn't do like like large print runs. If you right. want a print version, it's just yeah, you print to order. So right, yeah, right. That's pretty dope. That's pretty, and that's obviousmagazine.com. Obviousmag.com. Obviousmag.com, mm-hmm. and I'll put that in the description of this episode. Have your family been supportive with you? Well, first of all, where are you from? Okay, so I'm I'm fr- I'm born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans, so, yes. I'm New Orleans or New Orleans? <laughs> I say New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. I, I hate when people say New Orleans. We don't say that. Like it's <laughs> that's a commercialized thing. I don't know where that came from. And so they have this assumption that everyone's sitting. We don't real folks from New Orleans. We don't say New Orleans. Like that's not right. a, a thing down there. <laughs> But I guess if it works for TV, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm a Louisiana boy, born and born and raised. Um, I lived there most of my life. People always ask me, "What do you put in your beard?" Believe it or not, I put the same thing in my beard that I cook with: more hemp CBD coconut oil. Check them out at more-hemp.com. The direct link will be located in the description of this episode. Um, I'm first generation American. My mom is from Honduras. Uh, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My father is from Nicaragua. Uh-huh. Um, and one of my grandparents is from Costa Rica. My mom's dad. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I grew up learning, um, speaking Spanish at home. Right. But sp- spoke English in school. So, yeah. Okay. So, and your parents have been, or your family rather, have been supportive with, they spent all that money sending you to school. They didn't spend any money sending <laughs> me to school. Let me tell you something. I came to LA with sixty dollars. Wow. To my name. And listen, wait. Shout out to that too because you've been here for a minute. People Eleven years. Do not make it out here. Yeah. People do not make it. Yeah. Sixty bucks. Um. What a dream. Exactly. A dream. The tenacity. Um, and just something to prove to myself. Yeah. I think you know. Um, there were a lot of things. There are a lot of reasons for my coming to LA. Um, several reasons for me wanting to leave Louisiana. Right. But um ultimately I feel like I I was destined to end up here and and plant the roots that I planted. Don't most of those people go to like Houston or Atlanta? Isn't that the like the Yeah, Texas is a big go to. But for, you wanted to go all the way to California. Yeah, I wanted to go to LA, man. It's, it was funny because what I, I came out here on a trip with uh one of my best friends. Her name is Darcy and i was just fascinated by this city i was like there's this thing in the south where if you don't leave leave your town like you think the whole world revolves around that town and there's a certain way of thinking and yet you step out just a little bit and there's a whole other world out there with all different types of people different cultures um and different experiences and i remember being here and being like wow i have deprived myself thinking that New Orleans was the end-all be-all for me, and it wasn't. Right. You know, there was so much more that I could do, accomplish, you know, dreams that I could possibly fulfill if I just stepped out on faith and and, and came to a city like this. And so I was determined. I think after that that one time visiting, I was like, this is where I want to be. Wow. Or at least this is where the journey's going to start. I don't know, but I, I made it happen. Yeah, and you've been here for 11 years. Yeah. You've seen a lot of people come and go. I have. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough place, man. It is. It's a tough place. Your family have been supportive of everything? That's a very unique question. (laughs) Um, This is something that I talk about on on my podcast and something that creatives struggle with is with, like, your family never understanding what it is that you do. Right. And that's kind of something that I, I try explaining PR to them, and they're like, but what? Is it like there's there is a bit of a disconnect um, in essence? Yes, they are supportive because you're not asking them for money. <laughs> right. I'm not asking them for money, but in essence, they're supportive. They say, go, Josh, you know, congrats. Yeah. But I, I don't think they really understand what it is that I do. So right. but they're supportive. They're here like they're not in L.A., but. You no, have. they're in Louisiana. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one here in, in Well, LA. yeah, you, you're close with your family, too. I'm not close with my family, but you go to Louisiana all the time. No? I mean, no, I I go at least once a year. Okay. Um, there is, and I, we're getting a little deep now. I, but, I know. Um, huh? Okay, I'm gonna edit there this. There is a there is a cultural disconnect between <laughs> myself and my family. Um, you don't want to talk about that? I'm no, I'm I'm down to I'm down to scratch the surface, you know. But 
one, me having being born in this country and experiencing childhood yeah. very differently from right, how right. my mom's generation experienced it. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm I have a dual culture. Cause you know, well, you I do, you do have a dual. Yeah, culture. Cause yeah. Cause like I, I, I grew up in new Orleans. Like I, right. I know that culture, but then I also know Honduran culture from my household. And so like, like new Orleans culture is to me, I, I consider it like, that's a birthright. I was born. That's my city. I was born right. here too. Um, I'm, I'm American, but I'm also, you know, a, a byproduct of immigrants. Um, and on top of that, I'm also a little more aware of what happens in this nation. Um, and I'm a, I'm more sensitive to it, right. whereas my family might not be. Right. Um, also, just operating as a queer creative, um, my family is very um, they're conservative and they're very Christian. Right. And right. so there 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 are several moments where we've clashed. Yeah. We've clashed, and, and so that. I, so that's that's where the, the bit of the the divide is. Ultimately, yes, there's love there, but right. communication wise, there's there's an element that's missing. I was talking to my friend who also has immigrant parents, um, Central American, you know, somewhere down there. I don't want to put his business out. <laughs> and so Central American immigrant uh, parents, he's first generation. He's doing his thing or whatever. And he was saying that um, when it comes to like all the protesting, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. police, and he said, his, I'm like, what do your parents think about that? Like, do your parents have an opinion or... You know, he was like some of his family who, you know, immigrated here gets it, get it. And they're out in the paint and protesting, doing whatever they do, you know, whatever. But it's like his parents are just happy to be here. It's better than where they came from. So they don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And that really, really opened up my like my eyes. So I'm like, OK, so I, it, the whole immigrant struggle is I don't think a lot of people are the culture that comes with being, you know, first generation of immigrant parent you know what i mean yeah. i don't think a lot of people know that story yeah and because that story I, to me I, i've never seen that story told because they fled so he was telling me his parents like fled the country yeah to come here to the united states yeah so like i'm gonna deal with racism i'm gonna deal with you know being called mm-hmm. whatever derogatory ta- term mm-hmm. you know white people call yeah you know it's better that is better here than, it, than what i have I to deal with from, there yeah. And he said, his, yeah. so he's like, his parents are not engaged or don't understand. He, they're conservative. And they're, so he, and he was telling me too that his parents are, they were a Trump supporter. They made it out. So is my, so was my yeah. family. But he was like, they are because they achieved success. This is a whole different conversation. Listen, I mean, I'm, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was wild to me because I was like, but I understood it. I understood every bit of it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I ever, I understood every bit of it, and I'm like kind of telling this business, so I'm probably gonna have to cut this out too. If you're listening, like Sean, you talking about my shit, but yeah, I get it, man. I get it, I get it. Yeah. Um, all you could do though is just love your parents, man, your family, because it'll be a family no matter what, and continue, you know, to make them proud, because I know they're they're proud of you. You know what yeah. I mean? I I think for me, it's like you know, I I mean, I go to therapy, yeah. <laughs> and I talk about. You know, those disconnects there. Um, and I think what I primarily want to focus is I want to focus on on myself and what I can achieve. Right. Um, because I think ultimately I want to to prove it to myself. I want to make well, myself yeah. proud. And, um, you know, yes, my family's there. I love them. That, that That's an unconditional type of love. We do not see eye to eye on many things. Right. 
Um, but I am grateful. You know, I my there was a lot of love in my childhood. Um, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see where things go. Yeah, definitely. And who knows, man? Like, maybe one day Mama Josh would be on the front page of <laughs> Obvious Magazine. <laughs> or something. <I laughs> you know, know what I mean? Because we're going to have to write. Give you uh, what is it called? Uh, editorial on uh-huh. Josh Pinke. May, yeah, that's, you know that's I mean? coming. You go have to tell your story, and that's you're kind of already in that space already. Yeah. You kind of, you know what I mean. I do have to tell. Me, I and and trust me, that is something that's in the works. Like I, I am also naturally a storyteller, and in the past few years, all of my writing has been editorial. So it's it's right. you know I'm telling other stories or you know featuring things or whatever, which is great. I'm, I'm good at it and I love that, but I've very recently found the words and I found the structure the to, to tell to tell certain stories yeah. about um, not just myself, but even my family. Like there's my grandmother has a very, very unique story that I'm I'm going to tell it in a right. in a in a unique way. And I've been inspired to do that. Um, and just a variety of experiences that, that I've I've come along through my life and career. Yeah. That's coming. Oh yeah, so you definitely the Best choice, Jared, for Obvious Magazine. <laughs> so is the music, you know, you're going to showcase with this new position at Obvious Magazine, is it going to be anything reminiscent from your culture? Is it going to be a little bit of everything? There's, I want to say there's going to be a little bit of everything. There's definitely going to be an international component okay. to it. You know, I don't want it just to be one thing. I do believe that Obvious has an international base. Yes, it's dominant in America, but I mean... We have followers in Brazil. We have followers in West Africa, India, um, Japan, Korea. And so I want to reflect that. Um, So there will be a variety of artists from multiple genres featured in this issue. Um, We're also going to look at the dynamics of music and tech, um, which will be a really cool. One of my contributing editors, she's working on an excellent story about that. I'm really, you know. Uh, excited about that we're also going to look at music and wellness um and insider here's we're gonna dive into frequencies and how that impacts oh, wow. how that impacts your your mental your what? mental health um and and yeah i i think i think we're gonna tell some really interesting stories so afrotech you listening we want to have uh obvious magazine booth at afrotech bam listen so, i know you listening so make it happen yeah. Yeah. But any any like stars, any artists that you are itching to showcase on there local are, art. Well, let's do local artists because I'm pretty sure, you know, Beyonce or <laughs> who else? Don Robin or Don Robinson. Don Richard from New Orleans. Uh-huh. Ain't that your friend or something? Um, so Don and I, I went to college with her. Yeah. Um, we're acquainted. Yes. We have very, uh, okay. several mutual friends. We've met several times. She's always actually got love. a neighbor, Drew Scott, who worked on both of her albums, her first oh, two snap. albums. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. So, but anyway, Don Richard, you listening, Drew, you listening, you know, Obby's magazine. <laughs> so Don, reach out to me, please. For real, I was trying for to real. do something with you, girl. <laughs> but yeah, like, so like, so like local artists who, who, who's like a, do you know any any local bubbling local artists that it, we could out of out of LA? Yeah. Yes, I don't want to say who okay. they are. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. I get featured. that. Your dream artist that you want to showcase on Obvious Magazine. 
Oh man, a dream art. If I mean, if it could legit be dream, I mean, my ultimate is Janet Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, this is where we connect. Too. I'm I am Jan yeah. Fam. I'm Rhythm Nation. She from the Valley. Yeah, like Janet is is my girl. For me, generation, she's the the one artist who's kind of been there throughout my entire life. I've wow. been there through every era. I remember my earliest memories of music that made me happy when I was like four or five years old came Janet from Jackson. Janet Jackson music, you know? And so it's just kind of, she's kind of been, that artist has kind of been a constant, Yeah, you know? I've seen her grow and evolve as, as I've grown. She's been a fixture grown. your whole life. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I love Janet. If I ever had the opportunity to collaborate or work with her or even speak to her in any way, that would be something amazing. You see, you went to her tour at the Hollywood Bowl, right? Correct, yes. Okay, yeah, I did. yeah. That was, I, I cried. Amazing. I've never cried at a concert. But I don't know, out of out of nowhere, um, I think it was When I Think of You started playing. And um, she starts talking at the beginning. And she was like, you know, thank you guys for making this my number one at just 17 years old. And I was like, that's right, girl. We made it your number one. And then the waterworks came. And I cried for at least six songs straight. I was like, well, who am I? I used to make fun of the people who cried at concerts. Right. Look at me. I'm balling. Well, you remember Michael Jackson used to see clips of people fainting yeah. and crying and so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so Janet's next in line to mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Janet, so Janet, you listening? J Tribe, that's what yeah, they're called. Uh -huh. Anybody with connections, yeah. you know, hit Janet <laughs> up. Who else, boy. though, Janet? Um, who else? Um, I've always admire Janelle Monet, um, her work aesthetic, her dynamic, the way she tells yeah. she tells stories through her music. I right. think has always been very creative. Um, also from her camp, Jadena. Um, I think he's so dope. And I love that he 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 advocates for groups um that he doesn't belong to while still um staying true to um Still staying staying true to the black community and and the diaspora right, and really right, being right. representative of that. Right. Um, I think he 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 kind of has positioned himself as an artist to to advocate for marginalized groups. Right. Um, I, I really appreciate him in music. Um, who else? Mark Anthony, the King of Salsa. Oh, yeah. Um, I, when I was in high school, I was on this this whole like caribbean music trip like i love salsa music right i was obsessed salsa music and bachata and i lived in louisiana and like i had these dreams i'm like why couldn't i have like grown up in the bronx or new york with all the <laughs> right. puerto ricans and like all the spanish music and with the fire was, hydrant i wanted all of that and i was like no i'm in louisiana and i remember like resenting my home um for that because i was just fascinated by by that aspect and i just right. remember mark anthony um he's he's another artist like in the in the salsa salsa genre that i mean he transcends time I mean, he's been making music for decades yeah. he's he's a you know a, just a fixture he's yeah. just he's a powerhouse yeah you know he, he's he has you, the you don't know a mark anthony song but you know his face yeah you know that name yep. and you know he's a mm -hmm. huge deal yeah you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So, I've definitely admired his career for a long time. Yeah. He yeah. paid, too. I saw his house the other day <laughs> on, on something. On, I think it was Instagram or something. I'm like, damn. Then I thought, I'm like, oh, that's J-Lo's 
kid's dad. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he, he uh Mark Anthony's definitely I think when I think of like Gloria Stefan, I think of like Mark Anthony. Yeah. And they're like, friends. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, they're, they're, well, he lives in Miami. She do too. Yeah, they're friends. Oh, wow. But okay. they, I mean, they've known each other for a long time. She's Cuban and yes. he's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, Mark Anthony, any of your people, y'all listening, these niggas don't listen to this. <laughs> but you know what? We don't know who's listening, you know? So. Right, right. Just but yeah, yeah. Okay, there. that's dope. So, uh, Janet Jackson, very diverse. And your your your, so. your list is very diverse. Yeah. And again, this goes into your background and your upbringing. Yeah. And you know, your chosen family, which is your friends. You just diversity. Absolutely. Diversity, diversity. Absolutely. So you thrive off of diverse. I do. I think I've noticed as a child. I noticed differences very early. Right. Um. I my memories of elementary school is I remember my student body being everything. I mean, there were black kids, white kids, Spanish kids, Indian kids, Asian. I just remember a very diverse student body. And that's how I saw the world. Right. The world was different. Right. You know, like I, like I hate when, when white people say I don't see color. Well, you should see color because it exists and, and don't, you know, that, that strips someone of their identity. Right. I, I always. White people are the only people that say that too. Huh? White people are the only people that say that. Well, you know, you know, I know, but I'm just saying, um, I always saw that, and right. it. So in my mind, I was like, okay, this is how we do things at home, but everybody else's home is different. I recognized that very right. early, and it wasn't until high school where I started to see where um, race kind of gets divisive, right. and and groups stick with their well, groups. That's, that's what they say, though. They say like the kids. I mean, even me growing up here in L.A., I had all types of friends growing up. You know. And I had white friends. I had a best white friend growing up. And then when we got to high school, I saw him click up with the other white boys. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So something does happen. Yeah. And that, yeah. It, but I think we now, especially in our friend groups too, very diverse. I think you go through that thing in high school, maybe college. And then when you re-enter or when you enter the real world. Yes. You see. It might shake up a little. But I think that also depends on where you live. Oh, because true. I mean, I was I moved to L.A. I was 24 years old and back in Louisiana. I mean, I don't know. The South doesn't mix that, in right. my opinion. I mean, from my experience, I had different sets of friends that would not mix. Wow. And I, I had black friends and I had Spanish friends. Um, And it was like I could never create the space for them to be together. It was just bizarre. They, right. but it wouldn't happen. Whereas here in a city like LA, there is a little more mixture in that sense. Yeah. And it has allowed me to create a, a more diverse group of friends, a more right. uh, diverse chosen family, which I'm appreciative of because that's the world that I want to see. Right. Um, Cause I feel like I can learn from, from a right. variety of different groups, but, but yeah. Pretty dope. And this all is going to reflect, in obvious magazine with the it'll reflect in anything that i do okay you know i want anything that i do to be inclusive and i want i want it to be able to reach a variety of audiences right right we're definitely going to be looking out for that when is the issue which you as the new editor-in-chief come out okay so the music issue the covers are announced on social media on may 18th and then the issue drops for purchase on may 25th okay yeah and you'll be signing autograph copies. If somebody <laughs> wants one, shoot, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Um, I'm actually going to New York next week to shoot oh, wow. the cover. 
um, with with. I'll tell y'all this: there are two covers. Okay. So we have two different cover stars. So I'm going to New York next week to shoot with one of them, and and get that get that done, which I'm really excited about. We have a excellent creative team on board. Um, so yeah. Okay, that's exciting. So, and how do we stay in tune with Obvious Magazine, making sure that we don't miss this drop? Follow us on social media um, at Obvious Mag um, across everything. And then, of course, our website, ObviousMag.com. Um, and if you want to stay in tune with me, like follow me, um, it's J Pin Notes. So J Pin, J P I N, and then N O T E S. And that's on Instagram and Twitter? Instagram and Twitter, yes. So, again, follow Obvious Mag on every social media platform. And that's ObviousMag.com. Mm-hmm. And Josh Pinke, give us your social media one more time. J-Pin Notes. Okay, J-Pin Notes. J-P-I-N-N-O-T-E-S. And that will be located in the description of this episode. That's on every social media platform as well. Yes. And I am Sean Allen Live Everywhere. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and write a review. See you guys on the next one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.